104.7's Ryan and Tanya. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. They're just like you, only much weirder. For a faulty joint replacement compensation claim, mej.com today you. Hit 104.7. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right. Sits up my arm yourself. Dislocated my knee and it was like a half hour walk to the hospital. He ran a Stanley blade down the webbing of his finger and ran it all the way back to the bone. He then wrapped it in normal duct tape, smiled and went back to work. Thirteen ten sixty. When did you say she'll be right, mate? Because the trooper that is Katarina oh, Slavich. You looked like a bash victim yesterday. <laughs> um, you looked awful. And this thanks m- again. You've said that. And when you rocked in this morning, I just looked at you. and I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, I've had some weird. I think allergic reaction yesterday. I was just watching TV. Throat closed up. Eyes puffed out, so I couldn't see. But of course, Monday night, Game of Thrones night. Yep. Couldn't let my workmates down. They always come around. Yep. Wanted to have a delicious dinner, wanted to watch the episode, and she'll be right. She'll be right. And she was right, so (laughs) I think. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Rob in Charmwood. When did you say she'll be right? I actually um, rode up a mountain so big that it could have killed me, and I broke my tibia, fibia, and ankle at the top. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. What, so there's only one way to get back down? Yeah, yeah, only one way to get back down, so we straightened it. And I splintered it with gum trees and duct tape, and <laughs> took took me five hours to ride out. Oh! Did you get Did you get it fixed up straight away? Yeah, yeah. About two hours later, when I got to the hospital, after I got to the bottom. Yeah, oh. that is. And just using some trees and duct yeah. tape. I mean, that nothing more Australian than just using a little bit of duct tape. Gum trees. <laughs> um, Stan, what happened to you? All right. So I was. Um, at flip out just with the boys when suddenly they called over the loudspeaker there was a massive game of dodgeball that started flip um, out the place of dreams yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate it was a dream yeah. um, so <laughs> pretty much everyone got out it was just me versus four other blokes yep um, and uh, they all you know ganged up on me grabbed the ball each yep and just sort of waited and all tried to nail me so I pulled off this absolute miracle of a wall run (laughs) a wall run to backflip when I hit the other walls and when I came down I actually landed in between the the trampoline matting and I I fractured my ankle instantly and I knew about it too but I literally looked up at my boys said she'll be right (laughs) and went on to win that game Oh, yes. what are the comebacks, oh, Yes. Yeah, I also then went on to um, watch a movie after. It took me four <laughs> days to go to the hospital and find out she was badly fractured. Four days. <laughs> <laughs> You're a trooper. Uh, Stan, yeah. you are a legend amongst men, my friend. Oh, Thank you for your right. service. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. All right, let's go to Crystal. When did you say she'll be right? Um, so I was cleaning my bathroom and I have these porcelain toothbrush holders and mm. one slipped out of my hand and I tried to catch it Oof. and it broke and went straight through the muscle between your thumb and your pointer finger and it went down to the joint. So I was just like, you know what, I'm in a cleaning mood. So I just uh, put some toilet paper and some duct tape on it and I went to the hospital about six hours later and, yeah, found out there was uh, still porcelain stuck in my hand and... Yeah, it was a good one. As long as you clean up the blood, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was cleaning, so, yeah, the blood, blood clean-up came with it. I, I just love Ken Barron's ability just to get the duct tape out. I mean, <laughs> when in doubt, just, just wrap it up. Just wrap it up. Many uses. Um, let's finish off with Ben in Latham. Mate, what happened to you? 
G'day guys. Um, so when I was a little kid, we were playing in the pool and we had this above ground pool. We just had um, this really heavy duty wire to tie the tarp on to keep the leaves off anyway. Mm-hmm. So the ball goes out of the pool and I decided to jump out and get it. Yep. Bad placement and the wire goes straight into just above my knee. Oh. And a couple of inches in, cut straight up the side of the leg. Oh. Takes all the um, nerves out. And oh. I you know, don't, don't feel anything. So I just walk back up to the parents and I go, and a huge trail of blood leading from the pool. Um, <laughs> And oh. we just wrap it up in a bit of glad wrap and go back to play. <laughs> <Glad> <laughs> Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Cat, um, th- throughout the year, um, you have been a single... Actually, since I've met you, you've been yeah, a, a two single years gal. Now. A single gal. And yeah. uh, every time you uh, you meet a guy, you always sort of come back with some sort of excuse of like... <laughs> it, no, but like, I didn't feel right. I didn't work I'm out. I'm cold-hearted, or... basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm convinced there's something wrong with me because yeah. I just feel nothing. Right. There we go, full stop. That's maybe all I got. Maybe it's the hard drugs. I'm obviously joking. Obviously, because no. Also, <laughs> it's just who I am as a person. I just right. have... I can't connect with anybody. Right. So... You come in the other day and you say, oh, I, I went on a, on a date and, it, and it, <laughs> would you say it just wasn't, wasn't the awful? Worst. <laughs> yeah. I said it wasn't the worst, yeah. tentatively. Because yeah. So what, what makes it not awful? They don't touch me, <laughs> number one. Okay. So there was one where within five minutes the guy wanted to hold my hand and I don't even hold hands with boyfriends. So yeah. You're not a, a touchy listen, person. Listen, mate, yeah. don't even think about crossing the line over to where I am yeah. because you're not allowed. And was this like at a like a cafe or a restaurant where they kind of the hand across the table sort of thing? Yeah, or? and it was kind of like then, it was kind of that, but then as we were leaving, like he went to grab it and I was like, I've known you 10 minutes. Like yeah, it was a well, quick coffee. Like yeah. I'm shutting this right down. So yeah, I don't like touching. So yeah. if you do that, that's an automatic no. Yep. Um, I'm a, a silence filler. So when yeah. I get nervous or whatever, I'll just talk, 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 talk. Yep. But I was still feeling a bit sick last week. So yeah. I kind of just hung back and I didn't have to do a thing. So he did, he did all the All the hard work, work, all the heavy lifting. So I was like, yeah, this is good. Did you learn something from that? Maybe it's sort of like, oh, if I don't sort of... Because I feel like when you're trying to fill space is when you start talking about all sorts of weird things. Yeah, because when I say that the reason why I've still been single for two years, it's me that doesn't feel anything. Yeah. I think also what I'm saying would be an issue. I'm yeah. myself too soon, which is a horrible thing to say. Yeah. But I find that when I reveal too much of who I really am, yeah. it turns people off just because I might be a bit much. <laughs> right. So what was it? And but was this this guy kind of li- li- liked? Well, he must have, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, he's still talking to me, so that's nice. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, I, I actually was quite myself. Like, I just say things and blurt things out. Like, yeah. because my theory is that even if you are not yourself on the first date or second date, eventually you're going to come out. So just yeah. get her out there early. Yeah, just, that's a good point. Yeah. Because there'd be not, yeah, they're kind of seeing the. The charade and the, the, yeah. the, the sort of pretty face, that, and then you're going to go, oh, but the real person actually- is actually a crazy person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's me for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like I was a bit myself uh, this l- last week and yeah. and didn't scare him away so far. So now, was, now you say that you liked it. Did, did he like it as well? Like, has he proposed like meeting up again? Or- yes. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'm not going in too soon. <laughs> so what, you're like, yeah, good for a, a second date. How does... Uh, Three weeks o- out. <laughs> October, yeah. Is that, is that not ghosting him out though? No, I'm just need... Okay, because I'm a little bit scared because yeah. it wasn't the worst. Oh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm so crazy. Oh, my I, God. I think you should follow it up this week. Nah, I can't this week. Why not? Oh, I've got so many things on, Ryan. Name one. 
I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> that is awesome. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Kat's filling in for Tanya today and we're talking about people who have shameful and secret past. Nope, wrong sound effect. <laughs> that is a real shame. That is a real shame. Um, do you think less of Barnaby Joyce now that we know he's a filthy Kiwi, Katarina? They're not filthy because, Bridget, your girlfriend is an, your words, filthy Kiwi, and she's lovely. She's not filthy at all. Well, like she what? She, what, where is she from? My, my girlfriend, Bridget, where is she from? Uh-oh. Have I revealed something? Oh, oh, I mean, Ooh. Katarina, this is... Uh, I mean, Barnaby Joyce is, may have to resign as the Deputy Prime Minister because we don't trust people from New Zealand, but you might be onto something here, Kat. My girlfriend, Bridget, is also from New Zealand and obviously, therefore, can't be trusted. Um, oh, let's just... Uh, let's see what we should have to say for us. Hello? Yeah, hey, baby, it's me. <laughs> What's up? You asleep? <laughs> kind of. <sighs> uh, I just needed to let you know that we, um, I've I found out some information, and we, we, we may need to, um, to break up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, after finding out that Barnaby Joyce was a New Zealand citizen, I heard rumours that that maybe you're also a New Zealand citizen. <laughs> You hear this? What are you talking about? I mean, it just seems like no one's allowed to be from New Zealand anymore, and I can't believe not only do I share my life with you, but you know, we signed a mortgage together, so I, that's probably null and void. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to need a new deputy prime minister, and I'm also going to need a new oh, girlfriend. No, so uh, you can find me on Tinder or in any DMs near you. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. All right, now Sam Mack from Channel 7 Sunrise is in Canberra today at Exhibition Park. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Great to be in Canberra for this morning. Uh, as you say, you're right, I am at Exhibition Park. Uh, I know it used to be called Epic by a lot of people, but it's no longer Epic. It's Exhibition Park. In fact, if you call it the old name, that would be an epic fail. Thank you so much. Oh, boom, cheers. Thank you, Sam Max. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Uh, Now, Sam, we are in town this morning with the the Starlight Foundation. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Chris, who you're there with this morning. This is um, really exciting that we're here to to share this story, and, and you know people can obviously keep an eye on it on Sunrise as well. But basically, uh, a guy named Chris um, uh, had leukemia, and he's in remission at the moment. A couple of years ago, his girlfriend found uh, some swelling on his neck, and um, young guy, he's only twenty years old, uh, loves cars. You know, um, had an apprenticeship as a mechanic, so that was obviously put on hold while he was getting his treatment and it's been almost a couple of years now and at the moment as I say he's in remission which is great news but we are here today to reveal his I guess his dream you know he bought just before he was diagnosed he bought this um, old ute worth you know maybe two grand or something and his his whole dream was to to do it up you know to bring it to life and to make this dream car and unfortunately he hasn't been able to work on that because of his health situation but Starlight Foundation and a heap of very, very generous people here in Canberra and his brother and his workmates, they've all been working on this thing for pretty much a year. So today is a year in the making and today he's going to see it for the first time. 
Unbelievable. Awesome. And you can see on the Starlight Foundation's website that um, like what the car started as, which um, is quite, how do we say, modest, <laughs> if you will, not much. Um, but it, I guess, yeah, it is a credit to all the people of Canberra, the panel beaters and mechanics that have all sort of got around him and, and made this. Is he aware that people have been working on it for so long or is it going to be a surprise or has he had a, a, any input in it? or? He knows that people have been working on it. I don't think he knows the extent and the hours and, you know, the money that's been spent on it. And I really think, like, you know, he had a vision for it, so he had some things that he wanted it to look like, but they've gone above and beyond, and I've just had a look at it before. It's actually under, you know, like on TV, when, like, you know, in, in America, that show when, like, a 16-year-old girl for a sweet 16 gets one of those cars and it's, like, under that wrapping thing with, like, a bow on it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's my dream. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're looking at, although it's not for a 16-year-old girl, it's for a 20-year-old bloke who's yeah. a Brady, basically. So, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. How he, how he deals with the bow that's on the top, you know, maybe he can hang that up in his bedroom. But, look, it is um, it's really <laughs> exciting and um, we, just, we just hope that he's, you know, he's pumped. I have no doubt that he will be. But it's also today about recognising Starlight Foundation and recognising, you know, all the generous people of Canberra who've, who've tipped in to make this possible. Yeah, you can check out the pictures on the Starlight Foundation and hear about Chris's story or check it out on Channel 7 Sunrise this morning. Sam Mack, good to have you in town. It's going to be an epic morning. And don't get too cold. <laughs> Rug up. <laughs> absolute, absolute pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Hit 104.7 is hitting the road for some sweet country air as Ryan and Tanya rim Canberra. Rugged on the outside, refined within. The new Amarok available now at Gerald Slave and Volkswagen. In two weeks' time, we are doing five shows in five days from five different country towns. We're starting in Bungendore and we've just announced that town number two is Gunning yes. that we'll be going to on gay Ooh. number two. Uh, so 131060, if you've got any intel on gunning where to go who to see who to meet wow we'd love to find out there we're still battling to get cat on the rim oh i want to be on that rim yeah there's a lot of internal chat about how that's going to be able to take a whole newsroom and all the equipment and yeah. email and whatever but i'll uh, just get someone else to do the news i just want to <laughs> chat to the, to the friendly locals yeah uh let's go to melinda good morning melinda good morning now are you live in gunning yeah yes i live on a farm very, very close to Gunning. Okay, yep. now how often do does the a big radio station from Canberra broadcast live from Gunning? Never. Never? Oh. So oh. Are, are we allowed and welcome to the town? Of course you are. More Ex- than welcome. Excellent. Now what do we need to see and do when we're there, Melinda? Um, well, you have to have the Gunning Lamberger. Ooh. The Lamberger. You know, there's been lots, actually lots of Facebook comments about this Lamberger, so it's, it's obviously pretty yeah. well known. What what makes it better than all the rest? It's because it's from local lamb. Oh. Of course. I could go a Lamberger right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's 8.22. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your point. <laughs> all right. Um, and do you think they, like, obviously we're from 6 to 9 in the morning. How early can we get a, a Lamberger in Gunning? I'm sure either of the cafes will serve you one up from about 7 o'clock in the morning. I demand it. Yeah, demand it. That's <laughs> when you say either. So it's not just like a lamb burger, like everywhere's doing the lamb burger. Oh, yeah, both cafes do. The Moreno and the Old Team Cafe will do oh, your lamb burger. a bit with, of competition. Yeah, yeah, do they compete with one another or is it just uh, everyone's having a good time? I think everyone. It's just a beautiful rural community and um, beautiful country people. Yep. Yeah, and we awesome. love our visitors. Yep, well, we are going to love being there. Thank you so much, Melinda. Let's go to Noni. Um, you you living in Gunning at the moment, Noni? No, I'm in Canberra, but I've got family that live in Gunning. Oh, okay. And, how, um, 
How often we do you make the around. how often do you make the the trip out there? I've been there a few times in the last few weeks, but we love the Merino Cafe. Oh, oh they do the Lamburger there too. They do, and yes. they do gluten free. They cover everyone, and um, the pub's good as well. The pub. Oh, they do a great schnitzel at the pub. Oh. So just give me a, a, a quick picture of the, the main town because I've never been there. Like, is it one pub, a couple of cafes and a, and a supermarket? Like, how big are we talking there? Yeah, it's not very big. It's got a pharmacy. It's got a grocer, um, the two cafes and a nice little hotel and the pub. Awesome. Yeah. How far away is it from Canberra? One hour. It's a beautiful drive. Okay. One hour up there. And, yeah, so we'll be coming from uh, from Bungendore, yeah. obviously, as we continue the rim and uh, get around the, the circle of the outside. And, I mean, it, it sounds like for a small place that doesn't have a huge population, uh, a pub there, a couple of cafes. Two like we're cafes, gonna have plenty, yeah. plenty of options up there. Yeah. All right, we'll keep your calls coming through. On th- actually, we might actually get to um, – ha- I'm really nervous. Ha- yeah, ha- you, you, got, you got this one. Uh, I'm so sorry. Let's just say Ms. Smith. How do we pronounce your your first name? My name's Zania. Zania. Okay. Awesome. Um, Zania, you you living in Gunning or you just you know the area? I am. I've been here all my life. Okay. Awesome. And how much would you say Gunning has changed over, over your lifetime? Oh, heaps, heaps and heaps. It's gone from being a tiny little town that was had the highway going through, really busy. It then got bypassed in 94 and it turned into a ghost town. Our town almost died. Yeah, right. Um, oh, because what? So everyone who drove from Canberra to Sydney used to go through, but now they don't anymore? Pretty much, and from Sydney to Melbourne. Right. Oh, of course. And so that, geez, you forget how much of an impact those sort of things have on uh, on small towns. But, but but they're back in business, they're up and about? Yeah, the last probably 10 years, the town has just taken off again. There's so many new houses, new families. Do you know how many people are there, roundabout? Um. I think there's up around 900 now. All right. Oh, so we're under 1,000. So maybe yeah, we, we, could, we could tip the big four figures when we bring our whole <laughs> whole crew to town. Um, are you well, very welcoming of guests? Are we, are we allowed to bring our radio show to town? Oh, definitely. That would be awesome. It'd probably bring more people as well. Yep. Now, I, I see on Facebook that you've, you've got a, a hot tip for uh, Gunning is the, the place of one of the, the best outlets in Australia. Oh, definitely. Our butcher shop is amazing. It is worth the drive out from Canberra just to get your meat. Mm, sold. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> how far have you driven for meat? Oh, not not an hour. But uh, <laughs> that's a big call, though. But driving an hour, well, I mean, they've they've set the standard. Yep. They said it's worth it. So let's head on out. I mean, how I many, need this. I need this lamb burger. How many kilos are we going to stack on in five days? Because everywhere oh, challenge I go- accepted. <laughs> Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Kid 104.7. Yesterday, Budgie Smuggler Australia announced that they were on the search once again for Australia's most ordinary rig. Yes, I love this. Now, yesterday... No, sorry. Now, last year they found... Was that the first one, like the inaugural ordinary mm, I don't rig, think rig so. last year? Oh, so no. this is like a running thing that happens I every think year. So. From my knowledge, I could definitely be wrong, but I think it's, it goes on for a while. Yeah. So last year we it came to light for us because there was a Cam Baron who came yeah. second. Tom, Tom. Tom Hunt, I believe. Yeah. What, what I, yeah, a legend. Could be wrong. Yeah. Yep, Tom yep. Hunt. He was awesome. And so they've come out again this year and said, "Yeah, we're looking for the most ordinary rig." Um, and we thought, "Oh, that's pretty funny, isn't it?" Between us mentioning that yesterday in the morning and now. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been tagged <laughs> in this thing going, oh, Ryan, you should get into this. And the first few times I thought, and because, you know, we posted that video and did a skit last week about me being a dad bod model, yes. um, which means I do it well. That's a compliment. Well, here's what I want to <laughs> ask you, Kat, and producer Maddie as well. 
when I got tagged a few times, I went, <laughs> yeah, you know, people saw the video, that's funny. But I reckon it was about the 80th or 90th time that I was tagged that I started thinking, geez, have I really let myself go that badly? Is this, is, this a, is this a compliment or is it a just straight up bullying? Um, what, what do you reckon? Can I reckon, oh, see, Budgie Smuggler's most ordinary rig mm-hmm. is awesome. Like yep. it's just an awesome celebration of just the regular guy. Oh, again, that could be. Yeah, I'd see what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, uh, producer Maddie, what do you reckon? <laughs> right, I think. Uh, uh, I think people are getting around you. Actually, I yeah. think you should yeah. take it as a hard compliment because people love a good dad bod, Ryan. Yeah. We proved that the other day. Yeah, no one wants and to I mean, cuddle a muscly, hard, oily man. Exactly. Is is that? And no one you does dad bod hard, better than you. You can't even say hard, oily man without getting flustered. Okay, maybe I lied. <laughs> It'd be nice. But, but second best, second best is a nice squishy dad bod. I love it. I love a dad bod. Okay, so you're saying it is a it is a, a compliment maybe. Yeah. Well, look, I did take people's advice and I went onto the website <laughs> and looked up the selection criteria. Now, I think you've got that in front of I you do. there. So let's I just do. run through the list and see how many I tick. All right. Should look like they could have been good at sport at some point in their life, although were most likely prevented via injury or robbed by selectors early in their career. Ryan, that's you. Can I just say that I don't know if it's because I'm not that tall or not very skillful, but for some reason, or probably just both of those, the Australian <laughs> volleyball selectors just treated me really harshly. And I feel like if it wasn't for that and the fact I had three shoulder reconstructions, I probably would have been the best player in the world. In the world. At least had a nice body, right? (laughs) What's the next one? Okay. Must be capable of launching a child from their shoulders several metres in a swimming pool. I mean, on Christmas... You've seen me in the pool with the kids. I have. You're very good. Yep. And on Christmas Christmas Day, when I'm with the nieces and nephews, I'm unstoppable in the pool with the kids. I am the man. So let's let's book that in for that. Yep. A six-pack is an automatic disqualification. Yeah, you got no worries there. No problems, bro. <laughs> Maybe 21-year-old Ryan would have had a few issues back in the volleyball days, but now, not a concern. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, probably talks a big game, but is real- in reality is pretty ordinary at most things. Yeah. <laughs> That's one million percent. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. They tailor-made this for you. So are you saying not only should I enter yes. Australia's most ordinary rig, but I'm probably a chance? Absolutely. They've modelled that criteria on you. Yeah. It sounds like it. Now, here's what happens apparently. They whittle it down to a top ten mm. and then they name a top three and the top three most ordinary Australian rigs then go up against the top three most ordinary British rigs. <laughs> so when Australia plays England in the cricket this summer, they're going to have the ashes of the cricket, which no one cares about that one, but then they're going to have the ordinary ashes, yes. which is going to be Australia versus England in the most ordinary bodies. You have Huge. to do this. You I mean, have to do this. Yeah, you I got mean, to. I was robbed by the Australian volleyball selectors. Will I be robbed by the ordinary bod selectors? No, nah, you got this. So. No. You have got this that in the back. That screams Ryan John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment. Feeling good. <laughs> Feeling good. Hit 104.7.